Hey, Job. Hey, again. All right, so um, I'm going to talk about something, and you're going to be like, oh, God, not again. But I'm actually not talking about what I'm about to talk about. What? I'm talking about something else. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, then? It's going to be a metaphor, and I'm going to reveal what the metaphor is. Okay. Okay, so, so let's say Game of Thrones... Game of Thrones okay. happened just as we saw it. You know, sure. it started out great, started out great, and then it just went to fucking abysmal shit. Right. Okay. Abysmal shit. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like so bad. Right. Okay. So, alternate universe now. Okay. Where HBO is like, guys, we need to reboot Game of Thrones. We need to remake it. And this time, we'll do that ending, but we're going to do it right. No, they won't. And they hire... Oh, shit. Guess who they hire? The same fucking people who worked on it before. They rehire David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. All right, so what real thing did this happen to? So, uh... Let me look up. Uh, I know exactly where you're going. You just, do you? Yeah, I know exactly. You just go right the fuck ahead and tell me. I'm buddy. gonna look up the gentleman's name. Let me put another jewel okay. card because I'm a fucking freak. You do that because I want to get his name right. Uh, where the hell? Come on, Genny. You know you'd Come think on. it would be easy to find. Come on, get it. You think this would be the Come most on, easy to it. find? I thought you'd be prepared. Information. Come on. I thought I would be too. Come on. Come on, get it. Come on. Come All on, right. get it. Okay. Simon Kinberg. What, okay. Big, long-time producer of the X-Men franchise. Oh. We got X1. It's pretty good. Right. We got X2. Pretty good. It's pretty good. We got X-Men 3. Not X-Men good. The Last Stand. Not, Not good. good. Really bad. Right. Basically kills the franchise. Right. Bad, bad, bad. Right. The main plot involved in that ending, if you will... Dark Phoenix. Oh, I see. Do you see what my metaphor is now? So did he Simon do... Kidberg is the director of Dark Phoenix. Mm. Now, I don't know if you've been paying okay. attention to Rotten Tomatoes today. I know. It was I personally have not seen Dark Phoenix because it's not in theaters and I don't uh, plan to waste my money. But lowest Rotten Tomatoes rating of any X-Men film, including X-Men Origins Wolverine and oh. X3. Worse than that? I don't even, yes. I don't even think it'd be worse than Origins. It's, it's around 20% and Origins is around like a 30, high 30s. I can't imagine it'd be worse than, because it's at least got to be well acted, it's, right? It's apparently really bad and every single actor appears to actively not want to be there. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just set up that metaphor to just tell you like that this happened. But with... But with new but X-Men. But with X-Men. Right. I can't even imagine. Like, I'm a fan of the X-Men, but I've never, like, really been a huge fan of Phoenix and Dark Phoenix and that whole storyline. It's yeah. never been my big thing. But if I was, I would be fucking livid right now. <laughs> yeah. They did it again. They had a chance to do it right. And they just hired the same dude who did it wrong before. And then he did it wrong again. Except possibly even worse. That's incredible, honestly. I've never heard of such a thing. That's why I went with the Game of Thrones metaphor. Could you imagine if that happened? Everybody would be fucking like losing their shit. But no one's really talking about this one. 
because everybody's like, oh, he's good. He he was, you know, he produced first class. That was good, right? But why did he direct this one? Oh, well, because Brian Singer. Well, yeah, but there's somebody else. <laughs> they should have went back and got Matthew Vaughn again, who did first class, which was arguably the best one. Right. But he's busy doing, I think, Kingsman or something. Oh, yep, I'd do it. Which are fine. Fine yeah. movies. Oh, I really like the first one. The second one's okay. I haven't seen the second one yet. It is okay. Mm. But I, anyway, I just like, you know, just uh, just take take this lesson to heart, kids. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. And if you did do it and you fucked up, that's okay. Learn from your mistake. Hey, Don't do it again. Hey, hey, kids. Hey, kids. Right here. Eyes, eyes up. Eyes up on me. You're driving. Stop. Look at me. Look right <laughs> at my eyes. Look at what? Me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. What are they looking at? Me. Where? <laughs> In the eyes. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> look at my voice in the face, okay? Look, stare right at it. Yeah. Look, open up your phone, look right at that fucking podcast app. You listen to every goddamn word I'm going to say to you. Don't do it. Everybody, welcome to the Get It Chub Show. That's that's Ken. Oh no. Hop Chub. Oh, are you going through puberty? <laughs> uh, hello, sir. Can I have a Baja Blast? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, are you saying? You never left puberty. You about to go get another Baja Blast? I'm saying you're working at a drive-through. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Would you like? Uh... <laughs> Would you like fries with that, sir? <laughs> You know, like the the Simpsons one. It's what I always think. Yeah, of. yeah. yeah. It, it, it's the it's the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's a good one. It's a real good one. Yeah. Anyway, so welcome to the show. So what's going on, loser? Uh not too much. I have games to talk about this week. Oh, get do it real quick. I have two actually. Just two? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I'll I'll talk mm-hmm. about them. All right. I mean, it's two in a week. I play two different. I'd games. like to talk about games because uh, this is our final show before. All the game news ever happens. Yeah, before E3 happens. Yeah. yeah we, we, could, we could spend a good chunk of this episode talking about games. Again I would at least it. like to talk about like what we think is going to happen briefly. Yeah, to talk about real predictions instead of my non-sequitur last week where we made fake ones. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I have any big ones. And, and, like, honestly, mine keep getting debunked by yeah. people talking way too early. Like, like Rocksteady just going like, That's Hey, something... we ain't gonna be there, sorry! I don't even know if we're making a game anymore. And they did that last year, too. So like, That's why it's maddening to me I mean, that they do it again. They, they, they said they're still working on their game. They must have had like a tumultuous beginning. I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe they don't crunch people. Maybe they're a great place to work for. I hope so. Who knows? I mean, I hope it, their it's... game's gonna be great. We'll see I'm what waiting. it is. I'm waiting. Eventually. I take all the time they need. I don't care. But... Speaking, speaking of current games, some a couple things that I played. So I decided to just hop on the Switch and buy just a couple indie games. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a couple indie games and play them this week. That's what I wanted to do. So the first one I bought is a cute little game called Gato Roboto. Uh, it's really cheap on the Switch right now. $7.99 worth every penny in my opinion. And I'll get into why right now. Uh, it is a Metroidvania game pretty on the nose about its parody of Metroid. Okay. Um, but the concept is you're a little cat in a robot suit. And oh. you go around and you fuck shit up and explore and find abilities and stuff. Okay. Um, 
It's a it's a little linear. Kind of reminds me of Metroid Fusion, where you have like this hub area with different levels you go down into, then you solve the problems there and go back up. Very reminiscent of Metroid Fusion in that sense. So so it's a Metroid. It's basically. a Metroid. It, it is like a Metroid yeah. game. Uh, you have you have missiles. You have something that's like screw attack. It's like on the nose. It, even the logo on your Switch home screen is like the cat poking out of like a Samus suit. Oh, okay. It's like on the nose. <laughs> it, it's like a love letter. Uh, the best way I could describe it. It's a very quick game, only about three and a half hours long. It plays very solidly. Uh, the art is very adorable. I like I like the art style a lot. It has this cool little collectible thing in it where you can change the color palette of the game because it's normally in black and white. Oh, okay. But then you get these little collectibles that'll change the colors. So you can have like there's one that's like like purple and black, and there's one that's like like light blue and black. Just like kind of like Game Boy shaders, basically. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Like it's green and dark green for the Game Boy, but right. Yeah. yeah, and then there's one that looks like that too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's Aesthetic. like. Aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all kinds of different like little shaders you can put on. That's cute. Uh, it's a really quick beat. Uh, it has a constant in-game timer going on at the bottom. It's like made to be speed ran. Okay. Which is really cool. Cool. Uh, and there's a. Uh, it doesn't take very long. Like I, I played for about three and a half hours, and I got almost all the, I almost hundred percent of the game. Wow! So right. it's meant to be short. It's cheap. Like I said, it's seven ninety nine right now in the eShop. Worth it, I think. Especially if you like Metroidvanias, it's a nice little love letter, cute little experience, and it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it to anybody who likes that kind of shit. Good game. What's the other one? Katana Zero. Oh, I saw you playing that. That game looks fucking insane. It is wild. This uh. <laughs> Very quickly crawling up the list of my favorite games I've played so far this year. Easy and easy in top five might be close to number one. I finished it last Oof. night. Did not you finish fully? it? Finish it? Not fully. I know there's a lot of like I, I want to say like storyline choices. Yeah, yeah. There's some different things that happen in the story based on decisions. Apparently, uh, there's a hidden boss somewhere yes, amongst that's that. That's what I'm gonna go do next. Because nice. you have to make you have to go through the game making a lot of like specific decisions that lead to the secret boss fight. Okay. Now what Katana Zero is is it's a uh, it's a two D action platforming game that's level based um, with a very fucking weird story going along with it. It has a cool mechanic uh, where you can slow down time. You also like it has like this VHS aesthetic, okay. which is very strange. We're like eighties VHS stuff and like. Because like when you die, it like does this like rewind thing, like you're rewinding a tape, and it puts you back to the beginning of the room, and then you redo it. Uh, there's a level of the game where you gamble, and you can like save and rewind, and then basically cheat at gambling. Oh, okay. And there's a story explanation for why you could do all that, but I'm not gonna get into that because I don't want to spoil any of this game for you. I want everybody to experience this, like not knowing much. Uh, the gameplay is hella solid. Uh, you you have a lot of like rolling around, slashing, jumping around, kind of like puzzle solving stuff in rooms, a little bit like Hotline Miami in that sense. It, it kind of reminded the me. The story is kind of reminiscent of it too, where you're like having these tasks. But it's not top to do down like that. No, out it's a side scroller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a side scrolling game. Um, the dialogue system in the game is really interesting. In between each level, you have little little mm. cutscene type things of dialogue, and you you make dialogue choices. But where it's different. At the bottom of the screen, you have, like, this this bar that goes up, right? And while the people are talking, it's in, like, this little red area. And you can hit you can hit A, interrupt it, and say something shitty to them. Or you can wait for them to finish their dialogue, and a tree of options shows up for you. Yeah, I saw you talking to people with that. I love that dialogue system. It's really cool. It's my favorite dialogue system since uh, Leisure Suit Larry on the Xbox. I'm just kidding. That's not a good dialogue system. Oh, uh, Mass Effect? 
That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty basic, <laughs> though. I mean, it's very similar. You basically, it's like the same thing as something like Mass Effect, where you just have like four or five different options. Yeah. But then you also have, but where this game's different is you have something where you just be a dick. Yeah, and I like the option. It's, to, it's like, it's, it's presented in a way where it's like, if you didn't think about what you were saying. Right. And you just blurted out something. That's what it would that's be. That's that option. Right. Which, that's cool. And yeah, that, that changes, like, what characters say to you. Could change outcomes of certain things, I'm not sure. There's one line where I you could you could interrupt something and tell somebody, fuck you. And I'm like, oh, I know that would fuck everything up right now <laughs> if I did that. And I didn't, but I want to go back and do it. And I just want to see what happens. And it has, like, that kind of replayability to it. This is another game that's a pretty short beat if you just go through it once. I think it took me probably about four hours or so, four or five hours. Okay. I played it a lot because as soon as I started playing it, I could not put it down. Is it difficult? Uh, some segments are, but like I said, it's sort of like puzzle solving more than anything else. It doesn't require very much complex Well, it's not as hard inputting. as like Hotline Miami is, right? No, I don't okay. think so, especially since you have the ability to slow down time. Okay, okay. I think mean, makes some of the mechanics a lot easier because there's, there's a mechanic in it where if somebody shoots at you, you can hit it with your sword and launch it back at them. Because I honestly want to try it out. And usually yeah. that kind of game doesn't appeal to me, but, like, the story of it kind of does. And I want that aspect of it. I think you could be able to handle it. There, okay. There's, like I said, you have to approach it like you're sol- like every room is a puzzle, and you're figuring out how to solve it. Okay. What, okay. What, there's a bunch of different approaches you could take. Uh, there's throwables in the game. There, I've cleared some rooms that are littered with throwables without even using one. Sure, there's all right. different ways you could tackle things, but makes it a lot more manageable because you could slow down time. Okay, okay. The game is incredible. The storyline's fucking insane, and it's really cool. I love the aesthetic of it. The gameplay feels smooth as butter. It's definitely the best indie that's come out this year so far. Damn. I think everybody should play it. There's been quite a few good ones that have come out this yeah, year. Yeah, I think this is the best one. Easy. This is this is on levels of like, like when I played Hollow Knight last year, the way I felt about that. I feel the same way about Katana Zero right now. Damn. Cool. I love it. Everybody play it. Let's play Gato Rabato. That game deserves love. Yeah, do it. Anything new you've been playing again? That's all I've been playing. Uh, I haven't really been playing anything new is my thing. Uh, I'm just pecking shit. away. Back back on that music game shit. Yes, but I've also been pecking away at that Lego uh, DC Villains. And that, that game has way too much shit in it. Yeah, it looks... <laughs> I watched you play it for a little bit and it looks like a fucking chore. I think... So... I love Lego games, but I kind of have a, a gripe that I'll, I'll go into briefly, I guess. Uh, my favorite Lego game is still Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, I guess specifically, like, the Complete Saga one, which yeah. is basically Lego Star Wars. That's the one that I played. And Lego Star Wars 2. I didn't play the I didn't play the first two. I just played that one. I played all three of those, meaning I've beat Lego Star Wars several times. Right. And, yeah, that could probably influence why I like it a lot. And I'm very excited because this year they're basically putting out another one that's going to have at least rumored all of those levels and then the ones from the Force Awakens game and then new ones for Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So it's going to be like the complete, 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 complete saga. (laughs) Do you think that gets announced in E3? Do you think it's an E3 level announcement? It's already been announced. Oh, okay. But we don't know when it's coming out. I think we get a trailer at E3. Okay, yeah. Maybe not like during a conference, but maybe like there's always like people just dropping shit. It at least has to come soon because Lego usually has at least one to two games a year. Uh, and they don't have, they don't, they haven't had one this year yet. Last year they had Incredibles and DC Villains. 
yeah, maybe they're slowing down a little bit. Maybe they're putting a lot into this one, which I would um, appreciate. If it's if it's nine films long of levels, I wouldn't be surprised. Because if you think about it, bare minimum, they have to redo three games worth of material. Yeah. And present it in HD now. And then, like, do two more movies worth of shit. Yeah. Now, I they did assume... a lot more for Force Awakens than any of the other ones, because that was its whole own game. So I'd be surprised if they don't, like edit that down a bit because force awakens is a huge game yeah on its own lego force awakens but, right, right right but i'm excited for that because i think that one's my favorite because it's the simplest it's just it's just a kid's puzzle game you go into the level you get to the end of the level you beat the level and then you keep doing that the hub world is really small it's just a fucking cantina or in the first one it's dexter's diner <laughs> God damn it. But we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but it's just a cantina. It's just a little hub world. It's basically just like, you know, go to the thing that says one for the Phantom Menace. Go to the thing that says four for New Hope. That's it. But then they've, like, evolved to the point where, like, the hub world is this giant open world with tons of little side quests and collectibles throughout the entire world. And in DC Supervillains, it's basically the majority of the game because there's less collectibles in the actual levels themselves and more in the open world and the open world is huge because it has gotham city which is divided into several other subsections like a joker area and a chemical factory area and then you got metropolis too and then you got like a little arkham asylum area you got a little bat cave and wayne manor area and Metropolis has side areas. There's a portal that takes you to Apocalypse. And then there's Smallville too. Yeah, that's too much. You and that's me the map. just so much shit that it's taken me so long to go through all of it. And I'll still plat it because I'm not hating the experience. But like, it's just so long and it feels like I make no progress. That's the kind of shit that I fucking hate. That's like, the kind of open world shit I don't like, yeah. I, like, it gets to be way too fucking much. Like... One of the reasons why I I fucking disliked Fallout 4 and, like, when you have these big open spaces that just have, like, I don't know, something to do in them, just, like, shit that doesn't, like, feel like anything, it's just boring. Fall, all, all the modern Far Cry games do this. A lot a lot of big open world games do this. There's they A lot of these games fail to put a level of importance on the shit that you're doing. Yeah. This is something I think The Witcher 3... Yeah. It's a giant fucking ridiculously huge open world game accomplished above all of these other games. It's each little storyline in it feels its own level of importance, no matter sure. how small. And not, none of, no open world games as of late have accomplished that. And I thought like a game like The Witcher 3 would change all that. But the problem is like none of these devs want to put the time in to do that. And I, don't, I think it's hard to do something like that for a Lego game. Well, I mean, it's, it's very different from all these things you're describing, too. In the sense that, it's just like, like checkmarky shit, right? It's basically just checkmarky shit. But fuck that. It's like you know, hey, in the Joker area, there's eleven Joker teeth, and you have to destroy those. It's stupid. And then there's like little hints on the start menu that tell you where they are. Basically, I wish they were just on your map, because it's just like you know, whatever. Just tell me where they're at, and I'll kill them. And then it's done. Wait, like, do you think I want to do the ten million Riddler trophies in Arkham Knight? No, I did it. Why? <laughs> Good question. I'm gonna do it again too. Fucking why? It's I mean, so I platted uh, Asylum. I got a plat City. City is way harder than Night, though, because there's more. Yeah. I, I think 
actually, no, that's one of the one of the improvements they made going from city to night. They, they reduced it, yeah. They 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 focused it in a little more. I Gotham's like, a little more focused of an area. Actually, if I remember correctly, I might have gotten all of them in night as well. Yeah, because it wasn't too bad, but it was like I didn't even touch it in city. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not necessarily uh, I'll probably do it, but it's not something I'm like gearing up to do right now or anything yeah me and you have very different like <laughs> approaches to open world games though where a lot of the time like i'll do a lot of side stuff if it's interesting but then i will stop at the collectibles you yeah love doing that shit well i mean like in a lego game the collectibles is the game right you're collecting like all the gold bricks and you're collecting all the monies and then you're collecting upgrades that make you make more monies so that you can buy more shit and that's all true here but like Usually the focus that I like is on replaying the levels that you did in the story with all the characters you now unlocked. And then you could go find secrets and shit, and it feels cool, because it's like, oh yeah, I remember there's a thing that the Flash can do, but I didn't have the Flash on this level, so now I could bring him back and get that thing. And that's kind of fun, but most of that has been taken away by the fact that there's way less collectibles in the actual levels themselves, and it's all just peppered throughout the map, where you have access to all your characters at all times anyway. At least, like, the way I did it, because I decided to start this after I beat the game. Because you can't do it while you're going through the game, because you only have select characters you can control in the open world at any given point at where you're at in the story. Okay. Like, if the story's like Joker and Harley Quinn have to go here, you just have Joker and Harley Quinn. So there's only certain things you can do. You can't do everything. Right, so it's kind of meant for So you it's kind of like, just go back and do it. But then they put so much into the open world that it's like... It feels like it's an uphill battle, <laughs> especially because I couldn't make any progress on it during the game itself. Yeah, that just sounds like kind of dumb. I don't Whereas know. in the other ones, you could make some progress because, <laughs> hey, just because you need some characters to get some of the secrets, it doesn't mean you can't get some of the secrets while you're going through it. You could maybe get like four of the mini kits in a level just by this yourself with the characters you have. And then when you go back, it's like, all right, I just need six. And they're here, 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 and here, and I got them. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that at all. That's uh, uh, it's not uh. the best. It's not the best one. Uh, I also bought Incredibles. I'm going to get into that later. Yeah, that sounds like probably more of a standard. Not sure. It came out before this one. This is the most recent LEGO game, right. actually. Uh, so hopefully Star Wars is more of a... Return to form, I guess? Question mark? Yeah, I hope so. If they just straight up redo the old levels and I play through them again, I'll be happy. I don't care. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah, we, Lego we, Jar Jar we jumps higher than the other characters. Remember that. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that's all they can think of for him? Yeah, There's he's, not much you can he's do. He's the jump higher character. Great. The other one is General Grievous. So, what a hard choice. <laughs> Grievous, baby. <laughs> When a big forearm motherfucker jumping around. He's fun to play as anyway, because you can lightsaber kill people real good. Real but good. the best one is playing as Sheev, because you can do the Sheev cleave as yeah. his main. Every Jedi has a different like jump and hit the attack button move, and his is literally just the spin at the opponent. I love it. So oh! <laughs> that's, that's the best part of any Star Wars movie. Oh, God. Best... In quotation marks? Yeah. Put okay, quotes around it. that's sure. fair. You, that's you do fair. what you want, bud. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's stay on the topic of video games here. Let's transition over to E3. Yeah, let's just talk about that. Let's start. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's, I mean, we did a little thingy about it last week just for jokey jokes. 
now let, let's uh, let's actually talk about it a little bit for reals this time. Which means yes, I'm really predicting that I'm getting my uh, my Pikmin adventure card game. That's not happening. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to talk Smash leaks? No. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't care about it too much. All right. We're we're so close now that like I don't. I don't I'll see when it happens. To be fair, I think it's a fake leak. Anyway. Okay. Um. Now, now, specifically, what I'm talking about is there was some 4chan person who came out before uh there was a Pokemon Direct. Uh huh. Today, right? Yeah. Uh, which was a good Pokemon Direct. It was. It looks great. Uh, I'm pretty excited for Pokemon Sword Dog. And Pokemon Shield Dog. This might be a little bit of an inside joke, but let me put context <laughs> behind this. Uh, in the last major Pokemon game, Sun and Moon, you had your, you had your little little guy that turned into two cannon. Yeah. Yeah, and when I got him, I, I absolutely swooned over him. Thought he was so cute, and I named him Papa. Okay, and that uh-huh. name stuck. I, for, I forget the name of it because, in my eyes, it's just Papa. Right? Only Pokemon I nicknamed the whole thing. So I there, there's that new that new bird bird boy. I, I, I've now decided that that's his uh, English ancestor, and his name is Bubba. I just, I just figured I'd put that out there. Okay, thanks, Justin. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was a good direct. So, uh, some lad on uh, America's website, 4chan.org. Oh, yeah, America's uh, boy. <laughs> represents, our, oh. represents our fractured country. Yeah, sure, what a great way. <laughs> What a great way to represent it. Uh, somebody went on there and he was like, Alright, I'm going to tell you what's going on in this Pokemon game. The legendaries are... And he named them. Oh, shit. Okay. And it was their names. Yeah. And it's, one's a dog... They're wolves. And one has a sword and one has a shield. And uh, you can make Pokemon go real big. And uh, there's an Iron Knight bird. And all of these things were uh, predictions that were correct when the direct... Rolled around. This was posted before the direct. Okay. And then he said, "And in Smash, you're gonna get these two characters." And I won't tell you who, if you don't want to know, because it could be wrong. It could be, but this also could, could be, be right. a person who's like, "I got Pokey info. Why don't I just drop some other shit in there, just to be a cuck?" And it's not even real, because Smash leaks. They're so inconsistent. And fake Smash leaks are incredibly elaborate, and I trust none of them now. Right. Ever since the Grinch thing, I'm not going to trust a goddamn one ever again. Right, yeah. Because that one looked legit as hell. Yeah, very elaborate. A lot of work went into that. Just to 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 make it look legitimate. Or illegitimate, in a way. (laughs) Because they had to make it look like they took it, and they weren't supposed to take that picture. Uh, Wild, really. The amount of dedication people go through to be a dick yeah uh yeah. so i don't believe anything but if if this gentleman is correct there's two characters coming to smash that'll get announced at e3 and we'll also see what the hell uh i, I wanted to say respawn it's not respawn what's the uh is it respawn retro retro yes studios is working on it's i, I figure that too i really figure that as well <sighs> what do you think it is i hope it's that star fox racer do you think game. that's real i hope so i hope so too I want something good for Star Fox. If not, it's probably another Donkey Kong game. Sad. What if it is a Donkey Kong game? But it's Diddy Kong Racing. Too? But it's Diddy Kong Racing. I'm okay with that. Sim- same energy as that Star Fox game. Uh huh. So I'm all about it. So what if they get permission to use the characters 
that they're not allowed to use. Oh, they use. put, like, Banjo and Conquer in it and shit? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. My dick will go through the roof, all right? You're all buddy-buddy with and Microsoft And this is a right good... Th- if they do that in their direct, it'd be a real good transition and going like, oh, yeah, Banjo and Smash. Bye. Yeah, I also... I'm, I've am i been seeing a lot of places, people saying that oh, there's Oh, so many people be... are talking about Banjo-Kazooie right yeah. now. Oh, my God. But a lot of people are saying there are going to be two character reveals I in this direct. It. I believe then, it. But then there's also a big rumor going around that one shadow drops, and the other comes out later. Oh, so the one comes out during E3, like right, right away. They're like, you'll oh, be that's available. Pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Pretty well, later today. The other one comes out at a later date. I mean, they gotta get going on these because... They gotta get, they gotta get four more characters out before the year's done. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Because they said yeah. that they were all gonna come out in 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're halfway through the year and they've got one. Right. So, I so think... So they at least get the two now? <laughs> if one comes out on E3, they can maybe put one out in, like, August... One in, like, October, one in December, something like that. Yeah, sure, and they just skip yeah. November because they have all their big Pokemon shit coming out. I, I, I just assume they will anyway. Right. I just went with August because The only thing it, that whatever. makes me skeptical about the whole Shadow Drop thing is they just put out a balance patch for Smash, and usually, like, for when Joker came out, they didn't have a patch for a while, uh-huh. and then they dropped Joker with the balance patch. So, the only thing that gets me kind of, uh, maybe they're not planning to drop anything because they decided to put out a balance patch. Because they, maybe they're not coming with anything for a little bit. I mean, it might it might be just like it'll be available later today. It might not just be a, a simul drop. And that's that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen because of that. Because I think that if they were going to drop a character D three anyway, just drop the balance patch along with it instead of wasting your time. Uh, no, 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 real telling. Who knows when balance patches are done and not done and released and not released? Yeah, who knows? Or maybe they're this is the big patch coming because it seems like maybe if we're lucky, we're gonna get some kind of new content. Yeah. Along with the character every time. Some kind of new thing. Maybe we'll get, uh... Maybe we'll get, like, Break the Targets or something with, uh... Ooh. One of the characters. I'd like a Break the Targets. I'd like a Break the Targets. I, I would also like a, a events again. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. With one of them drop, like, 20 Trophies? Events. Trophies might be a little too hard. To nah, do. trophies... They have spirits instead of the trophies. Yeah, but they're not as good. No, they're not as cool. <sighs> not as cool at all. So who do you think's coming to Smash? Big brain hope hope stuff. Mm-hmm. I want banjo like everybody else. I definitely want banjo. Um, for the second character, I would like to see either Dragon Quest boy, just because I I think Dragon Quest would have be a great representative in Smash. You know, it's another another sword guy. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Or another sword boy, which kind of sucks. Uh, Alucard. Alucard is basically an assist trophy. I know, so, which makes me sad. So he can't be. I know. But I'm gonna um, if the leak is real, it's 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 what I would consider a pretty safe, conventional choice for one of them, and the other one is just like kind of out of left field, and I kind of want it. But I don't want to hope because it's just really weird. That sounds typical for Smash. I don't it, know, yeah, plan. yeah. This like, doesn't really tell you anything. What I'm saying right, right. now. Uh, I'll go into it next week if uh, if it's real. If it's real or not, I'll tell you if it was fake too. Right. But as far as what I want and what I hope it is, Banjo's obviously high on the list. Banjo Kazooie is one of my favorite games of all time. I, to see them in Smash would just make me so happy. I feel like it, dude. Make me happy, Nintendo this, and slash Microsoft, please. At this point, I feel like it's just necessary. Like. Banjo-Kazooie are, are important to the history of the Nintendo 64. Like, I, f- I feel like it should happen, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, the time is right if these rumors about Microsoft Switch collaboration 
well, we is happening. We don't know when Xbox Live is on the is going to be on the Switch. We don't know for sure. No, that, what, that was announced. Well, I'm, okay, you mean live? I thought I was talking about Games Pass. No, Game Pass. We don't know yet. I'm hoping that we just have one point where Nintendo shows up on the stage. Good old Doug Bowser comes out wearing like a wearing like a Master Chief shirt or something, and goes like, <laughs> wearing "Hey, that, wearing the Master Chief helmet." Oh, there we go. Ah, you want to see his Master face, Chief though. is in Smash. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, let's go. Marcus oh. Phoenix is here. <laughs> Grinding motherfuckers up with this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that'd be stupid. Don't do oh, that. Oh, God, he's so dumb. <laughs> General Ram is but it'll here. Be, but it'll be, it'll be the pop version. Oh, pop no! Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, man, we're going to see some of that. Oh, we are, for sure. <laughs> you see some of that fucking obvious train wreck. Oh, I have... Man. What if that's a better game than Gears, Gears 5? <laughs> what if? Oh, man. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to see the, to see and hear the visible cringe that happens after that. Oh, God. It'll be like, the other day, um, there was an announcement of something, uh, Lego Minions sets... <laughs> And the reaction to that was the most negative shit I've ever seen. I mean, in my minions, life. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not to bring it back to Lego, but hey, I am Genhart. Oops, it's on brand. Oh, hey. Hey. Yeah, look, Microsoft gonna have the big conference this year. Um, Do you think that the Smash character, if it is a Microsoft, would be revealed at the Microsoft conference? I think that would be fucking insane. I think Nintendo is going to spend a lot of time during their direct. You know, it's not going to be very long. It's probably going to be less than an hour. Nah, right? I think it's going to be forty-five minutes. That's that's usually what it is. Yeah. I'm thinking forty-five minutes, a little under an hour. I think a hour. good portion of it is actually going to be dedicated to um, Animal Crossing. Yeah, well, I think the intro is going to be Reggie leaving in some kind of pre-recorded sketch of some sort, and then Bowser coming in. They're yeah, gonna, they're going to address that and talk about that. But he's going to say he's going to say that he's uh, that's all the time he has for now. He has to go back home to. He has to go and play Animal Crossing, blah blah blah, on his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, or they to decide leave. to be hype as shit, and Reggie's like, "I have one more thing to show you before I go, and it's what you've been asking for it's for mother goddamn three. years, you <laughs> motherfuckers." And it shows us Mother Three is coming to the Switch. That'll never happen. No, not in but a million years. That'd be the most hype way for him to end his tenure. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, he's gonna he's gonna say that he's that's all the time he has for now. He's gonna go play Animal Crossing. Yeah. And he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to go walk over to Pro Jared, and he's going to be like, oh, that's cheating! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that clip so many times now. It's, it's, oh, it's too perfect. It's, it's the too gift perfect. that keeps on giving. Yeah, fuck you, Pro Jared, piece of shit. <laughs> Old Pro Jared clips. <laughs> I, I could give two fucks about your marriage, but you're a predator, and you could suck my ass. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it, why everybody's like, well, like, well maybe he cheated, but like, she's also in the wrong. And I'm like... Showing his dick to, to to the minors, buddy. Yeah, I, like I don't I, care who did what in the marriage. Yeah, like, that's 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 don't do that. Like, I'll 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 dunk on you and meme on you for being a cheating bastard, but like that that doesn't. I don't think you deserve to get buried for that. What you deserve to get buried for is uh everything else. Yes, like Doctor Disrespect cheated on his wife and had that whole public fucking debacle happen. Yeah, but but you know what? For it. He's not canceled because that's just whatever. If, uh, if he deserves to get buried for anything, it's his uh, very insensitive uh, Asian jokes that he makes. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's a better critique to make. Right. But who knows? I mean, he's living in the future. What are we doing? You know, look, living in the past? Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. That was all over the news. He's fine. 
Yeah. And he deserves to be fine. Now he has money again, and now he can donate to Trump. Now he's good at golf again. You see that motherfucker play lately? Holy shit. He's good. He is good. He backed, almost backed old Tiger. No, no, not as dominant, but still very good. I do good. like Tiger Woods. I just wish he didn't like Donald Trump for whatever reason. Yeah, that's fucking weird. He makes him more money, I guess. See a lot of rich people like Donald Trump. I wonder why. <laughs> We're poor. Give me money. <laughs> why would Kanye support him? So I, I like bounce around all over the place here. Back to Nintendo real quick. <laughs> it's probably mostly my fault, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. When do you think Animal Crossing drops? You think like? Do you think it's gonna be like a late summer game? Pokemon November. Yeah. You think December? I'm thinking December. Do you think it's as late as December? Yeah, I think it's they're they're December. When Mario Maker next month? This month. This month. Later June. this month. Do they got anything lined up for July or August? It seems they've been doing like every other month. So, August for the big big games. Maybe August. You think? Yeah. I think it. I think it's. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's I think fair. it's before holiday season, because their big get will be Pokemon. Right. It's not divided amongst two consoles anymore. It's just it's just the Switch. It's the handheld and the physical, the home console or whatever. So, like, that's a big November release for their entire division now. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's like their holiday release. Animal Crossing in August and, like, Luigi's Mansion in October. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right to me. But, yeah, August, October, December. Yeah, sure. Or and November. they have a couple other things that will be releasing in between there. Yeah. Who knows? Or they announced something that's coming this year that nobody fucking knew was coming. I hope so. Odyssey 2. Uh, Metro Prime Trilogy. Metro Prime Trilogy. War, Star War Fox Real. Racing Game. Yeah. Mother 3. <laughs> the Metro Prime Trilogy shit's looking more and more real. The Nintendo 64 Classic. You know, who knows? No, oh, yeah, that'll probably happen. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they should put more uh, more console stuff on their, on their Nintendo Classic system, too. I bet you they start putting Super Maybe Nintendo they should come out and just be like, we're sorry for online. We don't know how to. So <laughs> we put it in the hands of somebody else. Microsoft. <laughs> and then Phil Spencer comes on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, like, I know it'd be more expensive for them to do so, but God, like, maybe at this point you should just outsource how you do your online, because you clearly can't do it yourselves. You know what I mean? It's, like, right. bad. It's really bad. I'm glad I'm not paying much money for it, because otherwise yeah. I'd be pissed. But, like, I'm only paying, like, $5 for a year because I did that, like, family thing. Right. So, like, I'm okay. Like, I, I don't really give much of a shit. And maybe it'll use Xbox Live for other stuff than just a friends list. Fingers crossed. Maybe it'll let you do party systems, stuff like that. Maybe I just don't know if the Switch can handle it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I would love them to just come out and be like, yeah, we're going to make all this shit work. Microsoft, help us out, please. One of the part of It's one Discord. of the things you do know how to do. Because you know what I use to talk to my brother Discord. when I'm playing on Switch? Discord. Yeah. On my phone. Works better mm -hmm. than Nintendo's thing on my phone, which, by the way, only works when you're playing select games. What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. So you're telling me that like your your good old talky talk functionality, which has no, not much to do with besides the fact that I'm connecting my mobile phone, I guess, I can only do that while I'm playing Smash. Or hey, you're lucky Mario it just Kart. doesn't connect you to a random other Switch user, okay? Just talk to somebody. Just talk to that random other dude in Kuwait. <laughs> be like, hey man, how you doing? Who you made in Smash? And why isn't it King Dedede? <laughs> He'll be like, who? 
be like, because he's bad. And I'd be like, I agree. Oh. Well, I'll do it anyway until the day I fucking die. All right, so uh, let's just go with this here. Okay. What's the best conference? What's the worst conference? Oh, this is easy. For you personally. Uh, if if all my dreams if all my dreams become real, best is Nintendo, because they'll come out with damn good Smash characters, one Shadow Drops, fucking bomb-ass goddamn Metroid Prime Trilogy, Animal Crossing looks dope. Maybe they have one more cool announcement about Pokemon real quick. And, okay, okay. And then, that, and then that's super fucking lit, and I'm all about it. It won't make me cry like it did three years ago when they double Metroided me. But... It'll be close enough. Then the worst will be Ubisoft. They'll they'll drop their big their big dime cool announcement during Microsoft's conference, and they'll have fuck all to talk about during theirs. They'll have the Just Dance shit happening again. They'll have some weird motherfucker on stage just fucking it all up, and it'll be a goddamn train wreck. EA doesn't even have an actual conference this year, so I can't dunk on them. So next is next in line is Ubi. I highly disagree, but not, but like. Only because I think Bethesda's will be way worse. Yeah, unless it's the worst sorry for Fallout 76 I conference. See, I think it should be. But it's not going but to be. But it's not going to be. And that's why it's going to be the worst. Yeah, because the interview... If Todd they... shows his face, I'd be surprised. Right. You know, no, I think he is. He's obviously... He's, like, weirdly confident about it. He did an interview with IGN. <sighs> He shouldn't be. He's gonna yeah, get bad when he's press. Yeah, like, he's like, we didn't know it was gonna have. High, we knew it was gonna have a high Metacritic score when it first came out. I'm like, oh, maybe put it in the oven for a little bit longer. You fucking hack fraud. <laughs> Look, we didn't expect the cookies to be good. We just pulled them out of the oven and after ten minutes, but we just really wanted cookies. Hey, shut the fuck up, Todd. You entitled piece of shit. Make a good game. What a dweeb. Please, you've been fucking <laughs> hunkering down and hugging Skyrim because you knew you ran out of fucking talent juice when you put that game out. And now you're just struggling, bud. Holy shit. Fucking Fallout 4 was okay, but a little bit of a disgrace compared to the rest of the series. And now this fucking thing? Fallout 76 is a goddamn trash boat. And I don't care if you make it better next year. It launched last year, bud. We're excited to announce Fallout 77. Like, fucking fix your goddamn shit. Put it in the fucking <sighs> oven, man. I guess at least we'll get some uh, some Doom and some Wolfenstein at that conference, so maybe it will be better than Yubi. But Yubi might give us some Splinter Cell. That might be... No, I, think that, I, I think that reveal happens at Microsoft. If it, Like I said... <laughs> If, if they're going to dump something big, they do it at somebody else's conference. I do definitely think Splinter Cell when I think of Xbox, at least the classic right. the classic they're gonna do the green thing. and black boy. It's going to be the very end of the conference, right? It's the, the one more thing thing, like what happened to Cyberpunk, right? But then you hear the beep, and then oh. the fucking things come out. Oh, yeah. And everyone nuts. Yeah, right. You know it. You, <laughs> you fucking know it. You hear that gravelly Michael Ironside yep. boy. And oh. they definitely bring Michael Ironside back. Uh, they just did for Ghost Recon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So because of they that, will. we know. We know they're just going to bring him back. And it's going to be dope. This is if that leak is real. It probably is. I think it's going to happen anyway. What do you, what do you think of Watch Dogs 3 play as everyone? Excuse me? I don't, I'm interested. It's a weird it. idea. See. Watch Dogs 2 is a cool game. If they <laughs> kind of like stick to their design philosophy, it might be sweet. I mean, I was seeing like, uh, all the, uh, like a bunch of people on Twitter. Like uh, I think Jim Sterling and Ninevolt basically said the same thing where they were like, Wow, I can't wait for them to say that this game isn't political. Because it's a game about post-Brexit bad times right. in London, and everyone can be recruited to, like, overtake the government. <laughs> so, yeah, like, oh. so, I mean, We don't make political messages in our games, okay? No political messages here. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to hide from that one. We'll see. Uh, 
Hopefully they fully embrace it and say, fuck you, cucks. And why wouldn't you? Brexit's a stupid idea. You clearly can't execute it, good old British government. Don't tell me you don't. And uh, you listen to this, you'd be like, oh, I know how to. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Josby's just pointing at nothing. I'm worried for his health. I'm pointing at, like, where, where our recording's coming up on my monitor. Your background of Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing a Laffy React face to the Microsoft Edge <laughs> icon. I just now realized that you set that up that way. And the, on my other monitor, he's doing it to the, to the recycling bin. Okay, that's fair. You should you should install League so you can just put it there. I mean, it's on my computer. I don't know how long it's been since it's been updated. But... I mean, no, you don't ever click it. You don't ever click it. You just have him laugh at its presence. Right. Yeah. As I would. I don't know. The other person should. in my house who should, plays should, League might, might have updated it, but... Mm. Well, he plays it on my computer. Fuck League of Legends. This game sucks. Got him. Fucking jo- got him. just going in on everyone today. I'm tired and I'm pissed. Yeah. So we're just fucking having at it today. It's late, dude. We're going to get some piss jar shenanigans eventually. Oh, dude, it'll get to that point. Fucking <laughs> wait, fam. Oh, man. Imagine not knowing what we're referencing and just being like, what are you talking about? Get I don't on. know. Listen to the show. Mm. Listen, there's, a, there's an episode titled Piss Jar. Look, just watch. If you haven't seen it, hit the pause button. Go back. Listen to it. Come back. Just go ahead and watch BVS, Batman v Superman, and get back to me, all right? Ugh. So why'd Lex Luthor piss in that jar? <laughs> I don't know, bud. What a joke. What the a the entire movie. Ugh. Joke. Big old joke. Mm. Martha. Oh, hey, what do you think of uh, this uh, Batman casting? Oh, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm definitely cool with it. I, there's a lot of people on the internet that are like, uh, Ew, Edward. Edward from Twilight? Ew. You ever seen any other movies he's in? He's fucking great. He's a great actor, and he hates Twilight more than you. Right. There's several compilations. You can watch them on YouTube of just him being interviewed about Twilight, and it's the funniest shit. It's like those interviews with the Game of Thrones cast, where they were just like... (laughs) When they were like asked about the quality (laughs) of the new season. It's so good. Oh my god. He's gonna... Kill it, dude. I I think so. And I'm, I'm also really excited, excited because they announced that uh, Joker is a R-rated movie today. Yeah. Um, it's going to be crazy. Which I guess makes sense in retrospect, but I actually was just kind of thinking it was going to be PG-13 this whole time. Because R-rated is a risk. The only R-rated superhero movie we've got so far is Deadpool and Deadpool 2, and... which at the time, and Logan, which was all from Fox. Fox was more willing to do it because it worked with Deadpool. And it worked with Logan. Well, since they're at Disney now, we're never going to get those again. No, it's, we're not. It's it's a good that at least somebody's doing it. And I think DC kind of embracing that kind of thing might be really beneficial for them. Do something different. If, if it's just like a it. one-shot comic and it just exists in its own little environment, that's interesting. But I also am kind of like leaning towards maybe they'll just make the most popular version of the character the one that's canon. Which would definitely probably end up being Joaquin over yeah, Jared Leto. Oh, absolutely. Perhaps, Jusby. <laughs> Perhaps. We'll see. And we got a new Suicide Squad coming too with good old James Gunn. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, the way the cast is shaping up for that movie, it looks like he is uh, fully embracing stupid characters. I mean, look at Guardians. Yes. Uh, he can do it. I'd... Like. Like, he's putting, like, Rat Catcher. I My think, God. I think Crazy Quilt. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong about Crazy Quilt. I'm trying to remember the other one that he's put in. 
Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man mm. who's something. That might be even weirder than Crazy Quilt. Now mm. I'm thinking about well, Condiment King. Oh, put in Condiment King. <laughs> yeah, dude. Condiment King. Shoots, you you all don't know who ketchup. Condiment King is. F- fucking. He's only from the animated series. Right. I don't know if Batman do the Animated Series is a little episode where he, uh, he's he got a guy con- squirting condiments. Uh-huh. Ketchup uh-huh. and mustard. He's squirting them out. That also had a rat-esque guy in it. Yes, but, it did. But the rat catcher is more of a serious character. Not, not, I'm not saying successfully serious. I'm just saying he's a more serious character. Right, and in, in, like, tone. Yeah. Sure. God, taking us back. Woof. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of taking us back, let's go back to the 80s slash early 90s. Yes. And talk about a little movie known as Gremlins 2. What the fuck? The new batch. <laughs> the new batch. All right. Uh, it's certainly a new batch. Of a fucking n- dumb shit. Uh, I think I loved it. I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this movie is so. Fuck you. I'm not gonna apologize. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna apologize for it either. I also loved it. I think it is such a strange and interesting and ridiculous and stupid fucking movie and somehow it was so dumb that it came all the way around to me just adoring it i think i don't know i think the way it works is it just goes way farther than you could possibly imagine to the point where it's it comes back around in on of itself yeah and it's just great again which in a little microcosm is what Gremlins 1 does. Yeah. But this just goes to new heights. It just blows it up catastrophically. Yeah. yeah. Which I I didn't know if I was going to be okay with it at first. I wasn't okay with it the first time I watched it. And no, oh, I totally am now. I'm embracing that shit. I fucking love this movie. So, it's um, ridiculous. I, I think this is put into the movie to set the tone. Yeah. Uh, intro, Warner Brothers logo, but like for cartoon. Right. Bugs Bunny chilling on top of the logo. And then Daffy Duck comes in and he's like, all right, it's my turn to do that. Had that job for years. It's my turn. Typical dickhead Daffy yeah, Duck. Yeah, they, they do a little skit. Yeah. It's uh, cute. This animated by Chuck Jones. You can tell. Love Chuck Jones. He's the goddamn man. Absolutely. Uh, Fuck a goat I believe shit. he is responsible for, I think, my favorite Looney Tunes uh, yeah. episode or cartoon, whatever you will. The, the one uh, where Daffy Duck's fighting with the illustrator. Yeah, I've told yeah. you. Yeah. That's uh, Duckamuck. My, yeah, Duckamuck that's is what it's Also called. my favorite, so. Uh, it's just so fucking good. Right. Because it's just so out there. It, like, I, no one would have ever thought to do that back then. It's great. Great. Yeah, it's a, it's a fourth wall breaky shit, and it's a lot of fun. Which this movie does, yeah, a lot. And, I mean, uh, technically, it does it right away with the logo shit, and then yeah, with, with Daffy Duck fucking around with that, and then kind of sets the tone for you that this movie's gonna be ridiculous. And apparently, it, it uh, much is. apparently that segment is uh, extended on the VHS and DVD releases of the movie, which is not what we watched. Yeah, we there's watched a there's a there's a couple differences. Uh one of which is really interesting that I'll get to later, uh, but yeah, they just added a couple more little things, nothing major. I, okay. I think I think uh, it, like uh, Daffy doesn't know how to say Gremlins to the new batch. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I, I think he says gremlin stew <laughs> or God something like that. And, uh, so I, I guess if you want to talk about the key difference between these two movies, what is it? It is, I'd say, one, the scope. Okay. You go from little enclosed, quiet, small town to literally New York City. Yeah, but in a way, it all takes place in one building, whereas Gremlins takes place across several locations. It, it takes place in one building that probably has a larger scope than that entire town. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on in that one right. building. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, the scope is infinitely bigger, right? I mean, that, that's usually what happens in sequels like these. That's pretty typical. The second thing... Almost to the point of parody. Basically right. to the point of parody. The second thing is the parody. Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie does a complete parody of itself in moments. Where it is just making fun of it. It knows it's ridiculous. It's playing off the fact that it's ridiculous. And it pays off, I think. I think it works rather well. Yeah. It, it cements the ridiculousness, the knowledge of the ridiculousness. And it grabs you in to enjoy it too. There's a ridiculous fourth wall breaking scene at the halfway point of the movie. That's just like fucking has Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that later. Or, no, do you just want to get into it now? I, yeah, I don't sure. even know where even it takes place. I, I don't know. I don't remember, because it just happens. No, there, there's no, like, specific thing that I think that tells you. It's just kind of like, it's the theater you're in, bud. Yeah, wink, so, wink. so the gremlins, like, at the halfway point of this movie, like, I, I guess... Break the movie? Break the movie itself, and then, like, they're, like, making shadow puppets on the screen, and then it goes, like, to the theater, and, like... The guy's like, I'll take care of this. And he goes and talks to someone in the audience, and it's fucking Hulk Hogan. And he yells at the gremlins to put the movie back on. Rips his shirt and everything. Yeah. Pr- primo Hulk Hogan. Um, <sighs> Classic Hulk Hogan. Showing up once again on the Gen and Jub show. He needs to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <I don't... laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was funny. So I wanted to talk about how that's different on the VHS. Because uh, they decided to make it seem like your VHS was fucked up instead of, like, a film getting fucked up. Oh, that's interesting. So they made it, like, uh, it goes to the white noise, staticky, and then the gremlins do stuff on that. Huh. And then it cuts as if they're changing channels. And it goes through a couple things, including that uh, Bugs Bunny gremlins cartoon uh, briefly appears. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it eventually goes to a John Wayne movie. And John Wayne tells the gremlins to put the fucking movie back on. Oh, my God. Now, I haven't seen this, but apparently you can if you have the DVD or whatever. Uh, It's a bonus feature on there. Uh, The VHS version, if you will. Yeah. Uh, It's apparently just an impersonator, because I guess John Wayne was dead by the time this came out. I don't know when John Wayne died. Fuck him. Oh, wow. Ooh, take that! Ooh! What's he going to do now? What's he going to do now? Uh, you showed John Wayne. You sure did it, Ken. You got him. <laughs> this came out in 1990, which uh, I think is significant Basi- to mention because... It's basically the 80s. Well, yeah, but Gremlins was all the way back in 84. Right. So this took a while to come out. But Gremlins was a success. So when they go to Joe Dante and they're like, make a sequel, he's kind of like, no. Right. I don't want to do that right away. Doesn't need one, really. Well, yeah, that was his argument. Initially, because he was like, no, Gremlins has, like, an ending. Like, it ends. And it also, like, was a huge project for him, and he didn't want to, like, just immediately start work on another one with the expectations of it being bigger and better. 
Uh, and the only reason he signed on to do it eventually was because he had an agreement with them that he was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Oh, hell yeah. And it shows. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm so happy he did. <laughs> because he decided to go nuts. <laughs> There's a little something we watched that kind of plays into that whole concept of just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. We watched a little Key, key and Peel sketch after yes, we watched the movie. Yes. Uh, I forget the title of it. Uh, it's like the Gremlins 2 pitch meeting or something like that. Yeah. You could find it if you just type in Gremlins 2 Key and Peel on YouTube. Right. It's on their official account. And it's uh, it's basically just <laughs> them making fun of the fact that Gremlins 2 they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Because it's just like a guy coming in going like, yeah, everybody gets to make their own Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> that's what feels like it's what happened and like oh. it's so funny but I'm, I'm I'm here for it like go go all out fam like it's fucking gremlins who gives a shit I mean like if you wanna top what the first movie does you need to go all out and basically make it more ridiculous Definitely I think this that. movie succeeds at doing something that a sequel to one of my favorite movies tried to do and kind of failed at. And uh, that movie that I'm talking about is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, which, if you ever seen that, that movie kind of sucks. It's a rough one. It has a couple legendarily crazy shitbag scenes in it that I like to go back and watch. Uh, uh, Dennis Hopper, I think, yeah. is in that, and he's a sheriff who... Mm -hmm. uh, decides to have a chainsaw fight with Leatherface at the end, and he yeah. says such things as, I'm the lord of the harvest! <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. whack. Yeah. Uh, Chop Top is just, like, a weird hippie cannibal who, like, scratches at a wound on his head with a coat hanger. Uh, famously says, dogs will hunt! And that's uh, clipped into Jerry was a race car driver by Primus. Yep. There's some trivia for you from Genhart. Thanks, Genhart. But, uh, like, that movie just goes, like, takes what is a hard horror, serious as fuck movie, and goes camp stupid with it for the sequel. This is, Gremlins and, is and a movie. Gremlins is already jokey at first, it's, so. It, it is also camp stupid. Making like, it even more camp stupid for the sequel works way better in this instance. Yeah. Maybe if they would have went, like, more like Evil Dead 2. With Texas Chainsaw 2, where it's like kind of like dark comedy, if you will, it would have worked better. But yeah, maybe. they kind of just tried to jump all the way to Army of Darkness all at once. And it they didn't do a very good you, job you of it. You need to either. work up to that, I think. Yeah, I think it needs to feel earned. There's a reason why there's three movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Evil Dead's just horror. And Evil Dead 2 is horror with some comedic elements, or at least ridiculous elements. And then Army of Darkness it's is just, just basically a comedy. Yeah. What's funny about yeah. that is, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I saw Army of Darkness before I saw Evil Dead. You did tell me this. We've and talked about Army of Darkness I loved before. that movie when I was younger. Yeah. My, uh, I got a bootleg copy of it from my dad's I friend. did as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I got a bootleg copy of it from my dad's friend. It's like, oh, you'll love this movie. It's ridiculous. I'm like, okay. I watched it, and it was ridiculous, and I adored it. And I was like... But this is like a sequel to something. What is it? And figured out it was Evil Dead. And then I watched first Evil Dead, and that's why... That's why... Well, one of the reasons why that and The Matrix, kind of like the same time. It was like around the same age when I watched both of them, too. Yeah. That I started loving, like, 
effects work and like editing and stuff like that because I think both Evil Dead and The Matrix are masterclasses of that in different ways. Yeah. Where Evil Dead is like and like probably still to this day one of the best practical effect movies ever done. I think so. It, 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 it is just absolutely ridiculous how well it's done and like it's so cool to look at and watch and the way it's edited helps put it all together. And The Matrix is the exact opposite of that where you have the the birth of like well done CGI, at least for the time. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. And like in, incorporating it well into action films and that got me all hyped up. And then and now I like editing because of those movies. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. This movie has great special effects, just like the first Gremlin. It does. There's some parts once again because it's old that kind of look weird. 1990. Yeah, you have like, in in the in the couple of the stuff in the first part of the movie, just Gizmo walking around New yeah, York. Gizmo walking around New York like looked shit. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the bat Gremlin kind of looked bad. Yeah. They've learned better how to superimpose things onto things now. Too. Yeah. But like Giz like in general, the the scenes where Gizmo like they try to get Gizmo to like actually walk around and stuff looked really weird. Yeah, it's better when he's like clearly a puppet and he just does a little face animation as opposed right. to like walking around. Which they did basically all of in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they it seems like they were better suited to puppeteer the gremlins themselves. Because they all looked much better than Gizmo did. Yeah, and there's a lot of them, and they're very diverse and strange looking. A lot of work. Oh my god, probably way too much. Worth it. Uh, the special effects in this movie were done by Rick Baker, who uh, he's he won an Academy Award for Best Makeup, and he's uh, been nominated seven times. Damn. Or no, he won... I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Won an Academy Award for Best Makeup seven times. Holy shit. Okay. For uh, a record 11 nominations. Uh, he won the first award for makeup for American Werewolf in London, Ooh, which shit, yeah. still to this day has fucking Dude. amazing effects. Dude, that shit slaps. <laughs> that shit, that's <laughs> that one of my favorite horror scenes in general where he turns into the werewolf for the yeah. first time and oh it's like God. to this weird, like, not... It's like unfitting music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. I love that movie. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, he replaced uh, the person who did the effects in the first movie because uh, I guess that guy didn't want to do it again. I'll blame probably hard work. But he did a good job on the first one, too. So this yeah, guy, absolutely. but I think there was more asked of the special effects in this one because there's different gremlins. And, and I more think more personality in the gremlins as well. Uh, to an obnoxious degree, honestly. The yeah. one that was, like, stupid, but, yeah. like, so stupid it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dumb, googly-eye, crazy gremlin, and then you had super smart gremlin. Oh, the brain gremlin's my favorite, Who, dude. like, did an interview with Dracula. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's weird to think. Right. Yeah, one of your side characters is Dracula, everybody. He's dressed up as Dracula. And I don't mean Christopher Lee. His... Uh, but, Isn't yeah, like... no. Isn't he, like, off work during the day? Like, why is he... He's always dressed as Dracula? Right. Dude, I don't know. Maybe he just can't get out of the costume. He's old. He can't figure it out. Like, no, no. Whatever. He, he said earlier in the movie his time slot's, like, 3 a.m. And then it's, like, the middle of the day, and he's out walking around his fucking Dracula outfit uh, Whatever. On. They don't film it live. They film it early. Fuck it. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, I guess we should get into what the fuck is going... Like, like, what is the plot of Gremlins 2, Justin? What is it? Oh, we said it. 
<laughs> what? It's that. Oh, what? It's just gremlins. Scramblin's <laughs> <laughs> fucking around, man. That's about it. I mean, you know what? You're right. But I guess I'll get the setup out of the way. Yeah, sure. Billy's back, and now he works for Donald Trump. That shit sucks. <laughs> well, okay, so that's basically true. We get introduced to the Clamp Foundation and the Clamp Tower. Which, by the way, the uh, entire movie, every time Clamp was said, kept thinking about Clamps from Futurama. <laughs> Clamps! Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, love that character. One of my favorites. One note, funny as shit. Oh, I love it. Um, The Clamps logo is great because it's just like the earth getting clamped. Uh, and, and think of him even more. Yeah, I'm a clamp yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously, he's supposed to be Trump, and obviously not current Trump, but '90s Trump. But like, I don't know what the difference is. To be honest, it's still like overly corporate, overly selfish. Yeah, business dickhead. Right. Is our basically not quite. I, I wouldn't say villain, but just like weird character. No, if anything, one of the side characters to, in this movie. If is anybody's Trump. closer to the villain of this movie, it's definitely like his manager. I guess I don't know if there is a villain besides the gremlins. No, not really. It's not. Uh, like... There's not really side villains, at least in the sense that there was like you know, like the the dickhead old dickhead, <laughs> whatever the jerk old lady from the yeah. first one. No, nobody really liked uh, that. I mean, the racist guy shows up again. Dick Miller's back, and he has an extended role this time. <laughs> Yeah, in the second uh, half. very much so. It's weird that they uh, only thought to they thought to bring back Billy and Kate, and then the Futtermans, right? And that's, that's it. it. I mean, that's all who they could, because the movie takes place in New York. I mean, that's all who they could recast. That's possible. I mean, like it makes sense that Billy's parents wouldn't come back into the movie, even though like Billy's dad was. Basically, one of the major major characters. He narrated the film for Christ's Fuck sake. He's a, maybe he's in jail, like he should be. I, he's not. He's just still he making inventions. in they jail. That. Yeah, new inventions. Still making inventions. People. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <sighs> Put him in jail. Toilet paper. They say jail. <laughs> Lock him up. So yeah, Billy uh, still has a shitty job because he's working uh, probably for better money, but like under very oppressive management that just throw away his shit and are a dick to him. Uh, and he has like a secretary or something or like his boss on that division is just like a real bitch. This red haired woman. And when he yeah. gets like recognized by like the Trump clamp, Mr. Clamp. Yeah. Uh, she just, she, wants to fuck she him. just instantly wants to fuck him and like She's asks ready. him out. And like, I, I think he's, he discovers gizmo. Uh, who earlier in the film escaped the uh, now dead uh, ancient Chinese man's shop as yeah. it was being demolished. Uh-huh. Sad. Rip Chinese man. Yeah, big rip. But So he escapes, and then he gets basically kidnapped by evil scientists. Basically. Yeah, yeah I guess. Who just work for Mr. Clamp doing stuff. They don't work for Mr. Clamp. They are tenants in the building. Oh, okay. So they, they just work there independently? Right. That's just... That is fucking they weird. They bought the space. That's okay, so are. there's multiple businesses going on in Clamp Tower. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, like, it's like Trump okay. Tower. Same yeah, thing. you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I didn't really put that together. Because I mean, he's more of like a TV person, I guess. Because there's lots of TV yeah, productions Yeah, yeah, he mainly on. does... Does He said he hmm. 
does a lot of TV, and then, uh, fuck, what was the other thing they said it was stupid? I, uh... Oh, it was, uh... No, no, fuck, I, I, I lost it. I don't know, there's, there's so many, like... food thing. <laughs> there's so many... Frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt, that's yeah, it. Yeah, because that's one of the things they parody in this movie, because I guess, like, frozen yogurt, cable TV were, uh, big talking points in the 90s. Sure. In the early 90s. I no, I'm being honest. If, 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 it, if this movie came out now, they would have been talking about avocado toast or something, you know, you know... Gotta be topical. Anyway. Where's clamp steaks? <laughs> clamp steaks! They're the best! We're gonna sell them at the sharper image! What a gremlin's idea. They would call it the duller image. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, like, quick little stupid jokes in this movie that just happen and then you just keep going. Right. Uh, just, like, in the background, even. Great shit. Loved it. Uh, so much stuff going on constantly, all the time, even before the gremlins show up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but obviously the movie really takes off once the gremlins show up. Obviously Gizmo, who's captured by these scientists, gets out. Billy has him, and then he's like, all right, you stay put, Gizmo. And then he doesn't. And then Gizmo gets wet. And then Gizmo spawns dickhead gremlins. And then those dickhead gremlins obviously eat after midnight. Frozen yogurt place. Yep, eat frozen yogurt stuff. And uh, turn into asshole gremlins. And then find some water again. And then gremlins, 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 gremlins. Whole lot of gremlins. The new batch, if you will. Uh, and then it gets even worse because then they find the lab, which has just magic potions, basically. Uh, Christopher Lee is in this movie. He's great. Uh, he's so good. I love him so much. <laughs> he's great. Uh, he just says insane shit. He's just like, where's my germs? I'm just like, <laughs> what's the first thing he says? Like, did uh, my gotta... sample of malaria come in yet? Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like making like evil shit. And then the gremlins find it. And then like one makes the one smart. He's the brain gremlin. And then there's one that turns into a fucking bat. There's one that turns into a spider. Yeah. And then there's a vegetable. That's a weird one. That is a weird uh, one. Yeah. I guess I can assume that some of them turn into female gremlins. Yep. Unless female gremlins just happen. I don't know. One one gets a gun. <laughs> one gets a gun. Every, all the fucked up shit happens in this lab. Oh, so many things. And he gets like, a fucking Uzi and shoots at <laughs> Billy with it. <laughs> the gremlins are fucked, man. Uh, and that continues just to such a degree that it's insane. They all just run around and do crazy shit in this building. Uh, There's one part where Kate gets in an elevator, and then they start fucking with the elevator. Yeah. She says, sound the alarms, and then the gremlins all just go, <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments in this movie is just like a random thing where they go to a stock exchange, and the gremlins are in there. And they're just getting on the phones, and they're just going, buy, sell, buy, sell. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, because they're just agents of chaos. They don't necessarily just go kill people. They just are dicks. Right. Uh, even to each other. They, like, they shoot each other. And, like, the one gets acid thrown in its face and then gets, like, little Phantom of the Opera mask. And then, like, it progresses to the point where he's playing an organ. And is the Phantom of the Opera. It's so fucking Like, stupid. that's just such a weird progression of that joke that should have just ended with it getting thrown acid thrown in its face. But then it just doesn't stop there. It just goes to the ridiculous height of it is the Phantom of the Opera now. One, uh, and that happens all throughout this movie. One tattoos the WB logo on another one. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. What the fuck? The Bat Gremlin is weird because... Uh, 
for some reason, the brain gremlin, who's great, by the way, uh, he's voiced by, uh, shit, whatever, I forget the guy's name, but he's one of the people from The Odd Couple. Okay. Uh, and in and, and, and various other things, but he does a great job by being, like, a pretentious, smart person gremlin. Right. Uh, we just want to be taken seriously. <laughs> like, and uh, he injects it with, like, a anti-sun light Right. Sunblocker, yeah, it's like thing. sunblocker. So then right. it just flies around, and then if it wasn't for uh, good old racist Mister Futterman, uh, putting it in cement. By the way, his first line in this movie is, "Did you know they let Russians drive the cabs now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't changed a fucking bit. As soon as that happened, we we're like, no. "Oh, same old racist." Oh, we douche. should talk about how the fuck is he alive? By the way, it said it almost killed him. That's it. Yeah, that's all they talk about is like, oh, yeah, it was just such a tough experience, but he's finally getting over it. But, like, clearly I think the implication from the first one is that he is dead. You'd think, right? Because it, it, they they have a plow. And they hit him with and it. And they hit him and his wife with the plow. So he should die. But I guess he didn't die. Yeah, Fuck I guess. it. Whatever. Anyway... He uh, pours cement on the bat gremlin, and then it flies up and then turns into a fucking gargoyle on the side of a church. Fuck it. Does the logic make sense? No. Who gives a flying None fuck? None of this makes sense. Who fucking cares? Oh, another fourth wall thing that happens is uh, Leonard Moulton. Is that his name? Yeah. Because uh, I talked about this last week, because I knew this happened in Gremlins 2, and I wanted to remember it, because he famously... Poo-pooed Gremlins 1. Gave it like a good old two and a half stars. Uh, his review of Gremlins 2 was more positive, by the way. wonder if it's because he was in it. Maybe. Uh, so he's in it, and he's literally like reviewing Gremlins 1. And he's saying how it sucks. And then Gremlins attack him. And then he's like, no, I'm kidding. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. Oh, man. And he said, it's a 10. Is they're beating the shit out of him. Oh, uh, it's so good. much uh, crazy shit in this Just, movie. It, it, it's it's nonstop. Once yeah. the gremlins turn into bigger gremlins, it's just nonstop crazy shit. Then we didn't even talk about the electric one. Yeah, How the one fuck that does that into work? Literal electricity. It's electro. Yeah. <laughs> and then and to stop him temporarily, uh, Billy uh, puts him into a phone and then puts him on hold. <laughs> Yeah, that works for some reason. <laughs> it's like a video phone. Yeah. And he puts him on hold, and he's just stuck in there on hold, and it starts playing the elevator music, and he's just in agony. He's just like, ah! <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> dumb. Because I was wondering, as soon as they revealed that one, okay, how the fuck do they take care of that one? That one's just a superhuman now. <laughs> Put it on hold. <laughs> there you go. Easy as pie. <laughs> uh, there's a pretty good gremlin death early on where uh, it gets shredded. Yeah, That's Donald a good Trump one. shreds That's a good a... one. Donald Trump shreds a gremlin is a sentence I never thought I would say. But, yeah. <sighs> what the fuck are we even talking about? That's what happens. He just shreds a gremlin. Uh, Mr. Clamp is played by John Glover, who is uh, pretty great in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. One of the things that I really liked him in and by liked, I mean put several quotations around that, is a little movie called Batman and Robin. Oh. Where he appears for one minute as uh, the person who is uh, the professor 
who uh, makes Poison Ivy happen. Uh, if you watch that movie, he overacts the fuck out of that wolf. Uh, most recently, he was in Shazam as the oh. bad guy's dad. And Shazam is a movie that I could actually, I think, conceivably compare to Gremlins because it has a lot of the same beats and feeling of an 80s dark comedy action-y movie. Okay. Uh, you know, it's got some of them Ghostbusters beats, some of those Gremlins beats, if you will. Uh, I, and the the creatures in that are fun, creepy things, too. Yeah, there's creatures in that movie. Sorry. Spoiler. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. This is a much more directionless plot because the movie is a lot more directionless. <laughs> just in general. There's just like kind of just shit happening at a certain point. Even to the point where the movie, like, stops and then does the fourth wall break and then comes back. Yeah, it just comes right back into it. But eventually, I guess we get the formulation of somewhat of a plan. Yeah, where they want to, they're going to trick the gremlins into thinking it's nighttime. Yeah. Put them all in the lobby so they get ready to go outside and then pull, pull the shutters down and then let the sun just melt them. Yes, which uh, I guess Clamp is going to help orchestrate from the outside because he has a secret exit which to the street. comes up through a plant. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous. Uh, and then Mr. Futterman goes in and helps Billy, and uh, eventually that plan just straight up doesn't matter because it's about to rain. Yep, and then clouds come in and block out the sun. Like, well, fuck. So then Billy is like, all right, get water and wet the gremlins. And they're like, but Billy, that make more gremlins. And he's like, yep. All right, do it. <laughs> I have a plan. All right, anyway, electric gremlin on the phone. Let's release him at the exact right time. And then he's going to shock and murder all the gremlins. And then it works. Yeah, and during all this, they're just having an absolute party in the lobby. That was they're singing New York, New York. Well, yeah. at least, I mean... No, they're all singing it, but like yeah. the ones that can't speak, or at least only speak briefly, are just going like da 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 da, <laughs> and then the actual like brain gremlins singing, singing. Right. Fucking insane. This is fucking wild. <laughs> uh, I guess there's a subplot here about uh, a about the Dracula man, who uh, we we. He, he like, hosts, like, a weird, like, you know, just, like, monster movie show at the network at 3 a.m. But he had aspirations of being a broadcaster. So when this is happening and he's the man on the inside and he finds out that no one can get a team in to cover the news story, he covers the news story. And then it gets him a job at the end of the movie. Little tiny subplot. <laughs> so weird that he's in a Dracula costume for the entire movie. How did they film this? And not just, like, die the whole time they were filming it. They probably didn't. They probably laughed the whole time they were filming Gremlins, too, if I had to guess. Yeah. Eh? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. How do you yeah, not laugh I the don't whole know. time? That dude's in a Dracula costume for the entirety of his performance. That has basically nothing to do with the fact that he's Dracula. It, it's so <laughs> fucking insane. Um, so, yeah... Uh, is there anything else we should add? I think that's about it. Gremlins 2, the new batch, is an insane fucking movie. It's basically just becomes chaos in a cartoon at a certain point. Yeah, and I'm here for it. Which is by design. That's what Joe Dante wanted to do. That's what he decided to do. 
He wanted to give it more of an anarchic spirit. Which, uh, like, not just with the Gremlins, but with the the film itself. And I think he succeeded at that. Uh, although, I guess Gremlins 2 didn't do so hot when it came out. And it kind of has this weird reputation of being, like... I don't know if shit's the right word, but, like, people seem to not appreciate it because it's so wildly different from the first one. And I can understand that, but, like... I like how ridiculous I, it I, is. I really like how different it is from the first one. Because that makes it memorable in and of itself. Right. And it isn't just trying to be the first one. Which is the trap that most sequels run into. Uh, that's really what most sequels try to do. Is just be the first one again. Yeah. Like, can you tell out. me if you remember anything from The Hangover 2? No. Because it's The Hangover 1. Right. But you remember The Hangover 1. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You know, like... Too many sequels try to do that. This one, at least, like, it really just, like, kind of makes fun of the first movie, and then everything else it does is basically original. Yeah. Uh, it makes fun of the rules. Like, there's people just going, like, well, hey, well, what if you go, if you switch time zones? Which is, like, a conversation that me and you actually had. Right. Uh, it makes fun of uh, Kate's dark backstory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes fun of... Uh, Gizmo, I guess, because he's really ineffective until the end of the movie where he becomes Rambo for a minute. Yeah. That's some wild shit. Do all this build up just for him to, like, shoot, like, a matchstick and something? He gets one kill, but he did it well. (laughs) He spent a lot of time building up to it, too. It was really (laughs) funny. It was, like, them trying to do, like, him trying to do, like, a fucking beef-up montage and then him just failing at it miserably. Yeah, that was, yeah. Like, all his training segments... Didn't really lead to anything. No, it's just stupid. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> They're just like gag scenes. Yeah. Which is what most of this movie kind of is. Absolutely is. Oh, man. I, I like it. I, I like highly it recommend it. Uh, it's very different. It's a whack movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, live action cartoon. Yeah, basically. I guess uh, some test audiences were confused by the, the animated opening. Because they thought that it was going to be an animated film upon its starting. And then it wasn't. That's part of why they shortened it down a little bit. Uh, why it's like longer on the home video release and things like that. But like to that I say, it is a fucking cartoon. Yeah, it's just... The whole movie's a cartoon. Yeah, it's just... Basically. It's just uh, not animated, that's all. I mean, in a way it kind of is. It's puppeteered. Right, it is very much puppeteered. Yeah. yeah. And the, the Electro Gremlins animated. So this obviously, is that. yeah. So we're done with Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins 3 has been rumored and in, in development hell for... It ain't coming out. ...multiple decades. If it does, the only people I want involved would be either Joe Dante or... God, I forget this guy's name, too. The director of Trick or Treat. Yeah, okay. And um, uh, Krampus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should make this because Krampus, especially, is a movie that like has that spirit. Yeah, the of same Gremlins. energy. Really, same yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking dickhead characters, crazy fun visuals and weird little monsters. That movie's basically a Gremlins movie. <laughs> so we're done with Gremlins. Uh, I there's only two movies to rank. And I think it just goes Gremlins, Gremlins 2 for me. Yeah, sure. I think Gremlins is still the better movie, even though Gremlins 2 is certainly not bad. Not at all. It's fun. It's great. It's 
probably pretty weirdly high if we ranked all the movies we've ever watched on this oh, program. We're going to do that one day. You guys wait. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a fun one. Thinking about uh, episode 100 doing like almost 100 movies. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. That's a while from now. I don't even know. Right. What are we at? Like 40? 40 something. Getting closer to 50. Are we at 40? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if we were up to 40 yet. Yeah, yeah, we're up to 40. So, next week... We're going to start something new here, guys. We're going to bust out a wheel. Wheel! Not just any wheel. Movies. Yeah. (laughs) It's a wheel of different movie series. We are going to spin it and then watch them. They're all going to be shorter. Obviously, this is an audio program, so you don't get to see the wheel. But you will hear the wheel. Ooh, yeah, sure, same, why not? Same thing, same uh, thing. We're actually going to physically buy a wheel. I wanted to do it anyway, because I'm an idiot. Uh, and I think we're going to put, like, I want to say eight film series on there, and we'll just, uh, at the opening of next week's episode, we will decide what the fuck we are watching for a couple weeks. And uh, I got some good ideas. I'd like you to bring some ideas to the table as well. Yes. Of stuff to throw on there. Not all of it good. Some of it stuff I want to watch. Some of it stuff that I think would be interesting to talk about and I don't want to watch. Airbud. Not Airbud. Airbud. I think we should save Airbud. Well, every time we take something off of the wheel, I guess we have to put something back on the wheel. We but we could also a have a game where we take something off of the wheel if we successfully complete something on the wheel. Do you want to do that? Well, that'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, sure. Not that we would eliminate it for all time, but, like, if you don't want it to be part of the... The next spin. The next spin. Like, if I put Resident Evil on there and you're like, oh, God. It's like ten movies. That's 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 bad. <laughs> then, like, you could be like, all right, we successfully completed Leprechaun. I don't want to watch Resident Evil. We're going to take that the fuck off. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll have a discussion about what we can do. Yeah, we'll figure this uh, out. Me and Jusby literally don't know what we're going to watch next, is our answer. Yeah. We will find find out in the the cold open of next week's... You you will find out the exact same time we do. Yeah, and then we'll watch, and then we'll record the rest of the podcast, I guess. We'll edit it together so you don't have an issue. But uh, we'll figure it out. I I hope we watch... uh, Scorpion King. We should put that on there. Oh, boy. I guess we could. We should. It'll be funny. You're buying those movies. Sure. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> fuck it. You know? Maybe, maybe we can find a collection. Fuck, fuck, fuck go all to your, this. Go to our local exchange and buy the Scorpion King for two ninety nine on DVD. All right, kids. Yeah. That's it for us today. Don't forget to eat your veggies and listen to your Gen and Jub. Don't eat your veggies if they happen to be gremlin. If there happen to be a gremlin covered in veggies, don't eat it, stupid. Mm, and don't fuck a gremlin, even if it's girl gremlin. Because that makes you, uh, uh, what, what do you call a furry if it's, like, for gremlins? A gremmy. A gremmy? Yeah. A grammy? Grammy. That's disgusting. <laughs>